Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application to our lives. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow. I have with me today Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Awesome. All right. We're all pastors. We're all known as G-Paw. Yeah, right. <laughs> Grandpa, old man Grandpa. Ricky. It, it's great that we're, we have a bigger studio now, Brian, and you have all these editing equipments because when you have to take your dentures out and take care of them and stuff like that, Grandpa. And set my walker space, aside. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Yep. My, my office at, at, at Faith, we didn't have that structure, so it's, it's nice for you. To be able to be a grandpa, you're you're actually recording this right now from a lazy boy covered in duct tape. <laughs> no, a, a medical bed with you know. Yeah, right. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Sonny, what did you say? <laughs> Old man, Ricky. That has a good ring to I it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I like that one. So <laughs> I don't mind getting older. You know, it's funny because it, t- it took me what forty years to get comfortable in my own skin. So being fifty-one, it's like I kind of. In- embrace that now and and rickety ricky yeah you know you just kind of get to know your personality <laughs> to a point but man i don't i don't know how you guys think well, i wouldn't want i would not want to go back no. and do it again yeah. i'm ready to go home i'm yeah. ready to go forward right, and yeah. you know we were talking about mm-hmm. this last episode mm-hmm. man jesus come yeah soon. Amen. come quickly yeah, Lord I'm, jesus I'm all for that you yeah know? awesome uh, no i definitely don't want to turn back time i don't want to be share Oh, right. Oh, oh. I know. I was just going to start. I, I was, was going to pick up on that. Yeah. You can quote me on that. I don't right. want to be Cher. Well, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> you, have to go, you have to go through extensive plastic surgery and oh, no. procedures. Yuck. I think we should read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should repent and let's, let's right. recover yeah. this, this, yes. this yes. runway. However, locomotive. I will say that, that Cher is a person that Jesus died for. And yes. She is a Christ. valuable Soul yes. whom Christ hung on the cross for. Good as reminder. Well. As yeah. All who are listening. Good yeah. recovery. Nice. Good. Save. All right. All right. Gramps. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we are are doing an Old Testament uh, Bible lesson in this episode. Still dwelling on the seventh petition: "Deliver us from evil." And so we're looking today at. Uh, I almost said Galatians. Genesis. Well, we'll three. be in Galatians. We will be in, in Galatians. Time. Right. We are connected. Uh, yes. 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 But Genesis three. And uh, the famous passage there after the fall into sin and, and so on. So I'm going to read Genesis 3, 15 through the end of the chapter. So go ahead and grab your Bible and follow along if you want to. Uh, and I'll read this passage for us here. It says this, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Gramps. Aha. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Relevant. Yeah, right. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was a mother of all living. 
And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Here ends a reading. Amen. Amen and amen. Yes, amen. Yeah, it shall be so. Hey, I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, we must yeah. have talked about that recently. Right. Good. Oh, this Genesis is great. 3. I love this section of scripture. I love this passage. I love this study it's we're about so to It's so poetic. Do. It, yeah. It's really great. Uh, what we're going to look at here, there are three layers mm-hmm. to God delivering us from evil. Because we're Lutherans, there can only be three. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just like points Where in the Where did that seven. start, by, yeah. by the way? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's the history of Spare only drip. three points? Yeah. It's right? Trinitarian, yeah. Brian. You should know that. Oh. <laughs> three. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first delivering from evil we talk about yeah. is Christ's first coming, mm-hmm. promise of Christ. Yep. Uh, the second delivering us from evil we talk about, according to this passage, is resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the kind of end of that section is the yep. dust you shall be, dust you wear, yeah, dust you shall yeah, return. It's right. the Ash Wednesday passage. Yep. And then the third is the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, where we are going to talk about the animal skins mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So we can jump right into it because I just love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we opened with the euangelion, the, yes, the proto-euangelion. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the first, first giving of the gospel in yep. the scriptures. Amen. Right. And, yep. and where we get good application, the seed mm-hmm. uh, is singular mm-hmm. here. It's a direct prophecy in Genesis 3.15 of Christ mm-hmm. and his first coming, the seed of the woman shall Between overcome. Between your offspring or your seed. You know, yeah. The seed of the woman shall overcome the seed of mm-hmm. the serpent. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's a prophecy and a promise mm-hmm. of the coming of Christ and his victory yeah. over Satan on the cross where Jesus' heel was bruised. Mm-hmm. He suffered death and uh, the Satan was crushed. Mm-hmm. His head was crushed. It was a mortal blow mm-hmm. for Satan. He has been uh, neutered, so to speak. He is condemned. He is, you alluded to it last episode, Brian, he's bound and sealed eschatologically speaking. Mm-hmm. What he is capable of doing is quite limited mm-hmm. in respect to what he has been able to do, uh, especially you see the role of Eden or evil in the Old Testament mm-hmm. versus what he's capable of doing now and all the promises of the New Testament we can claim that Jesus has bound the strong man, mm-hmm. uh, he is being restrained, and even the Revelation 20, mm-hmm. uh, the chaining of Satan. Sure. And so, yeah, the, the first coming of Christ, uh, when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, but deliver us from evil, mm-hmm. uh, the answer to that is Christ on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's, and that's good. I, and I'm going to bring in some, uh, I, I was thinking the other day on this a little bit, and uh, I was thinking of that old Carmen song, The Champion. Have you ever, you remember that? The, oh. yeah, it's also quite the music video, if I remember. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carmen. Well, the I views expressed by Brett Bowler not, not that necessarily I did, of me. I did, Sorry, yeah. I did not wake up this morning expecting to think about Carmen at all. I so. didn't either. I didn't either. Though he's no. a precious soul no. that Jesus <laughs> died for, his music. Oh Lord, help us all. Oh yeah. Anyway, just how just eighties and nineties oh, CCM. Eighties and nineties. Yes. It always goes back to that. No wonder people laughed at us. I mean, oh. we're so on, ridiculous. Man. Some of the yeah. music that right. was coming out of the church it's like what was that oh uh, yeah it makes kirk cameron movies look realistic and plausible oh man yeah even the first dc talk record was just like what is that d- d- down with the dc oh. talk no before then yeah is it new, oh, yeah, a new the, thing oh new yeah. thing oh. <laughs> i prefer d- d- down with the DC oh talk. yeah good no sorry i but go ahead. Know, Your point was <laughs> just the the point was uh, how he brought it into like a boxing ring yeah. illustration of Satan thinks he his one and mm-hmm. and then of course Jesus rises from the dead and yeah absolutely Satan shrivels back in fear and yeah anyhow it's it's a, it's a boxing match where the outcome was never in question mm-hmm. which probably makes it like every other boxing match because they're pretty much all rigged yeah right <laughs> but, but this yeah, uh, right. Th- this sort of thing yeah it's it's amazing uh if you if any of you ever get the chance uh I, i've really been on this kick lately read luther's genesis commentaries hmm. uh and next to the large catechism, mm-hmm. which everyone knows how I feel about the large catechism, yes. I think Luther's Genesis commentary is the best thing he wrote. Luther disagrees with me. He thinks it was the bondage of the will. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's freedom of the and Christian and all one. those other yeah, things. Those there's are good. a lot of Luther's things that are good, but his Genesis commentary is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says Genesis 3.15 is the content of what Adam preached to Seth and what Sesh preached on down to Noah. And Luther hmm. is very specific That's and very yeah. brilliant in tying and identifying the existence of the church all the way back to Adam. Oh, yeah. As, as the preachers of the gospel, mm-hmm. as the spiritual head of the household that gets passed down from Noah to mm-hmm. Seth, and then you go through the genealogy, right. or, or Adam to Seth, and on the genealogy down through Noah, and then the genealogy all the way down through, um, you know, Shem is the, the bearer of the promise to Abraham. And that Abraham. genealogy is preserved in the Gospel mm-hmm. of Luke yep. for us, yep. and how it mm-hmm. starts with Jesus and his ministry and ends with Adam, yep. the son of God. Right. Which is, yeah. And, and so, so you're getting into how are Old Testament people saved, yeah. you know, and, the same gospel. It's the same, mm-hmm. it's the belief in the same gospel. And, and you have the, the best thing, the transition from Genesis 3.15 to you get to Genesis 22, when Abraham confesses to Isaac, God himself will provide a lamb mm-hmm. or a ram for the sacrifice. Right. That's not Abraham's temporal hope that a ram will be caught in the thicket. Yeah. It's, it's, he preaches a message about Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abraham saw my day and was glad. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the gospel of awesome. John. Yeah. So it's, we really need, as we think about the seventh petition, as we think about the gospel in the old Testament, we really are required to start with this promise mm-hmm. that every old Testament saint knew about the coming Messiah, mm-hmm. believed in the coming Messiah. And in hmm. fact, the, there is spiritually speaking, there's no difference between David and Abraham yeah. and us. Yeah. We're looking, they're looking forward to the cross. We're mm-hmm. looking back at the cross, yeah. but it's always the cross. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amen. And that, and that comes through very clearly here in this text, you know, the bruising of your head, uh, or I'm sorry. Bruising your heel, bruising crushing heel, head. crushing head. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Mixing up the two. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's what sets us up then for the resurrection. The, the mm-hmm. middle section... The two, part two. Yeah, the middle section, what we actually do is we take the negative and we look at the, the mirror image of the positive. Mm-hmm. So you, you have in Genesis 3, you have the curses, you have the fallout mm-hmm. of sin. The, the relationships are cursed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the procreation, which yep. was what we were commanded mm-hmm. to do uh, mm-hmm. also, uh, pre-flood, right. mm-hmm. uh, that's cursed. Yeah. And so you have Work. the marriage... Uh, the the procreation and work mm-hmm. are all cursed. The the land is cursed. You know we you get into Romans eight with the theology of creation groaning mm-hmm. against the curse of sin. Yeah, and what you have in the end is this promise of death. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's the Ash Wednesday passage. Mm-hmm. But the deliverance from evil is that when Jesus returns, which is the final promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that's reversed from, yeah. from Genesis three, mm. all the way back through the scriptures to revelation 21, mm-hmm. we are on a march toward the garden of Eden. Amen. It's the garden of Eden's restored. And, and so one of the things we, we confess as a church and in the Lutheran church, we're very adamant about this is that heaven mm-hmm. is right now. When you die, you go to heaven. Eternity isn't heaven. Eternity is a real, physical, tangible existence. And so uh, Revelation talks about the earth, heaven and earth being recreated, being restored. Um, making all things new. Making yeah. all things new. And so the transition uh, from the first coming of Christ to the second coming of Christ is the resurrection of the dead. And the resurrection of the dead is the seal mm-hmm. and the promise of the reversal of the consequences of sin on creation. And that begins with the reversal of the other death that yep. happened, the mm-hmm. spiritual death. Mm-hmm. Not just physical death entering into the world, spiritual death mm-hmm. has now become a reality. Yeah. And as new creations in Christ Jesus, that end seal of the resurrection of Christ Jesus begins and also is sealed mm-hmm. through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life through that resurrection of as a new creation in Christ Jesus. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and all then from that, all of the physical fallout of the fall in the Garden of Eden is reversed and redeemed. Hmm. And, and you look at what was described in Genesis 1 and 2 yep. to what is described in Revelation 21 and 22. Right. It matches well. It's a mirror mm-hmm. image. It's perfect. Hmm. And, and we are on that march, uh, basically God's march to restoring creation. Mm-hmm. And, and so Amen. Come there's quickly. that promise. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. You look at all the curses. Yep. And then it, it's like a ping pong ball hitting a wall and then bouncing back at you. You have the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. You have the restored heaven and earth, mm-hmm. uh, restored fellowship, and, and, and so on and so forth. It's a, it's a beautiful picture. And so we pray the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. Right. We, we are reminded that the tangible, real evil that we are surrounded by, mm-hmm. we are being delivered from Right. That. It's temporary. Yeah. It's temporary. Yeah. Well, and think about the funeral passage that we read mm-hmm. that's even in the AFLC ministerial acts book. I, I'm not familiar with any other traditions one, mm-hmm. but it, it is recommended in a funeral service that we read that Revelation 21 yes. passage. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that and one. Either at the graveside or, mm-hmm. or at the end of the service. Yes. Absolutely. You yep. have the reversal of the curse in that. No tears, yeah, right. no pain, no yep. suffering, no sorrow. Mm-hmm. That is what Revelation 3, or Genesis 3 yep. talks about. And it's 
Revelation 21 comes around and it's reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just begins with intimacy with God, sin enters the world, alienations that sets in, um, an already and not yet reversal, and then the culmination of that res- reversal mm-hmm. to true intimacy with God again. And so mm-hmm. it's from intimacy, alienation to intimacy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm. beautiful. That's yeah, great I love it. yeah, that's that's good. And then finally we get yeah, to the, right, the, the, third, the part. third part is the clothing. Mm-hmm. And this is to me. You just you wanted to get to this oh, part the whole, all this along. Is, this is to me one of the most sig- theologically significant moments in all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you don't catch that unless you unless you know Scripture. Yeah, there, there, at, there's a hop, skip, and a jump that is made as you trace through Scripture, and it's not mean I'm making a logical leap. But there's mm-hmm. there's different waypoints along the way. Trace first of all a fun Bible study to do, mm-hmm. trace the theology of clothing. Mm-hmm. It is it is magnificent. Joseph, mm-hmm. the, the priestly garments, mm-hmm. um, and it goes through here. There's, clothed it, with clothing, Christ. Clothing yeah. comes in. So but even Jesus deal. and the prodigal son, what does the father do as he runs towards the son that mm-hmm. returns? First thing he does is he wraps him. Yeah. yeah. In the yep. rope. Yeah. In yeah. a robe. Exactly. Yep. It's all over. It's yeah. all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what's the first clothing in the Bible? Yeah, right here. Nope. We didn't read about the first clothing, but what's the first clothing in the Bible? It's the fig leaves. Fig leaves, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Genesis yeah, yeah, 3. Yeah. They made their Adam own. and Eve try to cover up their yeah. shame sure. with their own efforts, and they use fig leaves. Okay. So, Isaiah 64. Can we erase that part of the, in the, <laughs> where I said, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Isaiah 64, 6. All uh, our righteous deeds are like yeah, filthy, like filthy rags. Yep. They have all together withered like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And blown away. Yeah. What is as soon as Adam and Eve picked the leaves mm-hmm. off the tree, what would happen to the leaves? Oh, they're gonna wither and die. They'd die. They'd wither, and then you know we're in fall here in Minnesota. You pick up a leaf on the ground, and it basically turns to mm-hmm. dust. Uh, and, and then you skip ahead from that point. Just like the Vikings playoff hopes every year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That guy. Oh, wow. Oh, brutal. It's, Savage. It's, we're, we're, we're doing fine, precise work here. And, and Brett Bow steps in with a battle axe and just starts hacking everything to pieces. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a pity. <laughs> it's a great image. Uh, so you go from Isaiah 64, 6, the next yeah. specifically relevant verse to what we're talking about. Galatians three twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, those who I, I have been baptized made, into yep. Christ have clothed themselves mm-hmm. to Christ. Rewind now. I love all talking the way, about that in uh, baptism. Yeah. Rewind all the way back to Genesis three. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve have clothed themselves with inferior clothing. Mm-hmm. At the end of Genesis three. What happens? Mm-hmm. God yeah. gives them clothes. Yeah, right. And here, yep. theologically, everyone wants to talk about the sacrifice. Uh, I've heard time and time again mm-hmm. that it's the sacrifice of the animals that points us forward to Christ. No, 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 no. It's not because the animals aren't mentioned again. There's no mention of blood. There's no mention of death. It's just their skin. The skins, yeah. That's, that's all the focus on. Sure, we can make those logical leaps and it's consistent with the images of scripture. Sure, whatever. The focus is on the fact that God provides the better clothing. Mm. That's what it is. Adam and Eve. Well, the perfect, this, really. Yeah, the perfect clothing. Yeah. What they needed. Yeah. 
Adam and Eve. The had, needed maybe would be the best word is yeah. the, the needed as slash required yeah. clothing. Yeah. In 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 the context of Genesis three, Adam and Eve had the fig leaves. God provided them with the animal skins. Because if you think about it theologically, you know, as you think about Galatians three, the clothing of Christ, because this goes to this the Day of Atonement. So you've got payment and removal of sin. You've got mm-hmm. one of the goat that's the payment. The other goat is all the sins are laid on the goat, and the goat mm-hmm. removes the camp. So you got payment and removal. So in in our current condition as saved individuals looking forward to the resurrection, how do we remain in the presence of God? Well, we remain in the presence of God because we're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's how we remain. And so even that aspect is really mm-hmm. a part of the clothing theology that you're yep. talking about. It's how we not mm-hmm. only are justified in Christ, mm-hmm. but it's how we remain in the presence of God until the final day when we're clothed in that perfect glory and a glorious body mm-hmm. with no sin and no death anymore. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's really important to understand those things. And I think I really appreciate what you're sharing here, mm-hmm. Jason. It's oh, good. It's, yeah, I, I, it's I good get stuff. super excited talking about this. But mm-hmm. You you set me up perfectly for the end of this because, mm-hmm. okay, we're talking about animal clothes. We're talking about the better clothing. What does that have to do with the second coming of Christ? Mm-hmm. Well, we remember as we think about being clothed in Christ in, in, in baptism uh, where that happens, we remember that justification is a double declaration. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do well. We do, we do quite well in the church about talking about the forgiveness of sins. Okay, that our sins have been covered by Christ. Mm-hmm. We do less well in the church, but talking about we're also clothed with Christ's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Christ not only died yeah. for our sins, yeah. we are yeah. declared not guilty, yeah. but we are also declared yep. righteous. Yep. Yep. And that is the pointing forward to Christ's mm-hmm. second coming. And that's the removal that the Day of Atonement mm-hmm. pointed forward to. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Christ comes again, yep. the deliverance from evil, right. and then we will actually be righteous. Mm-hmm. Right now we are counted righteous. Mm-hmm. Through death or through the coming yeah. of Christ, we will actually be righteous. Yep. And, and, and so your baptism is a seal and a promise of the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. It is the hope of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because you are clothed yep. with Christ's righteousness yes. in baptism. You will be made righteous for mm-hmm. all eternity in, in when Christ comes in his kingdom, the second coming. And Amen. that's what ties it all Amen. together. Amen. Good Amen. Stuff. Great. Verse? I do, yes. and it's fitting, and it's talking again about through one man, sin entered into the world mm. through another man, the yes. man Jesus yes, Christ. Yes. Uh, Romans chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 17, just 17. If because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness mm-hmm. reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please tune in next week as we continue our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at a New Testament passage and its application to our lives. God bless you and have a great week.